0: total wine and more announces points with a purpose now through september 13th collect five times points on wines and spirits points earned equals a matching donation to local charities up to two million dollars in total shop with us today or visit totalwine.com terms and conditions apply it's time with bruce buffer And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are live! It's
1: Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Las Vegas, where the UFC is coming, we are live! This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. We talk about President Trump. We talk about other politics, world news, domestic news, film, TV, everything you possibly think of. That's why we term it sex, drugs, and rock and Roll, folks, because this is No Holes Barred Radio. I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. Again, we've had another week that was.
0: I just landed from Singapore last night. Excellent show. How was your week, TJ? Uh, You know, I feel like I think you should feel coming back from Singapore, and I only drove back from San Diego. So I don't know how that works, but that's where I'm at today. You sound good, though. Yeah, I feel good. I I went to the gym. I worked out for two hours, got my blood flowing. It's
1: always a key when you're dealing with potentially a little bit of jet lag. And uh, speaking of San Diego, that was EBI last night, Eddie Bravo's thing. I saw Eddie Bravo posted an Instagram post this morning. He's going in for shoulder surgery.
0: Yeah, so, today, shoulder surgery for Eddie. Yep. That sucks. Yep. That's, well, I mean, sh- he, he, I he, I think when you do jujitsu or any martial art, you know this, Uh, for, mm-hmm. for as long as someone like Eddie has, like your body, while it is your temple, uh, it, it, it is still almost like a vehicle. And sometimes you got to bring that thing in and get tuned up, and that's what Eddie's doing, so.
1: Yeah, you also got to make sure that when you're driving the car that's not one year old, but like 25 years old, that you don't put it through what you put through the one year the one year old car through. You got to watch the limitations of the vehicle you're driving, especially as you get older. No All doubt respect- about it. No doubt no about, it. about I, it. I
0: don't think that he's necessarily doing anything bad. I think just jujitsu is so hard on the body that even if you haven't done anything, something that happened many years ago will still rear its ugly head.
1: Yeah, no question. Eddie had a serious back operation, I think, a number of years ago. And this is the second operation he's been through in the last year. And I think it's all proof in the pudding of what you're saying. And I know I certainly know I've gone through it in my own respective world of uh, training and injuries that have occurred from from that over a lifelong training. I'm sure you have, too. And it's all part of the ball game. So got to do the best you can do. You know, listen, I was just in Singapore. I wish Eddie all the best, too, as always. But oh, the question I had, how was the show?
0: Oh, it was great. Uh, good show. It was uh, a ladies tournament, uh, second ever ladies tournament for ebi and and the ladies brought it It it's a fun show um they're doing it again in uh in december it'll be an all uh women's show at 115 pounds um fun stuff very intimate uh setting uh the venue was uh kind of like a theater but not the big theater that we normally do uh in in los angeles so uh it was neat I i had a fun time
1: cool Very cool. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't there. I'll be there hopefully at the next one. What did they say when the next one is? September 15th. September 15th. Let's do a quick schedule check. And I can't do that because I'll be in Moscow, right? Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Okay. It looks like you're going to be doing the the buffer duties again. Did you step in this week?
0: I did. I made sure not to say it's time. I got you. All right. (laughs) Good. You just saved me some detective work. Okay. I want to
1: keep you on your toes. No worries. All right. Listen, I just got back from Singapore. Now, I want to just say, it's an absolutely beautiful city. I've been there before. The people are wonderful. The cuisine is amazing, TJ. You know how I talk about sometimes I don't eat well on trips. There's no way you cannot have incredible food in Singapore. It's clean. It's one of the cleanest cities I've ever been to. Yeah. Wanna thank all the Singapore fans in attendance. Uh, the number of fans in the the arena made it sound like three times as many. They were totally into every fight. The fights were
0: exciting. Hey, let uh, me let me let me ask you a quick question about Singapore mm-hmm. because this is something that Uh, I've heard and I haven't experienced, but I've heard that a lot of people that have visited Asia say, oh, yeah, I've been to Asia. I've been to Asia. And then they finally go to Singapore and they're like, whoa, this is completely different from any other space in Asia. Do you feel that? I mean, I know you've been around all over there, Japan, et cetera, China. Uh, Does Singapore feel different from the other destinations in Asia? Well, yes, but with a caveat.
1: Um, when you go into Tokyo, it's so modern, it's also so clean. Uh, I've raved about Tokyo before, Kobe, surrounding areas. Uh, you go into Macau, it's very much like Las Vegas. Right. Uh, you go into Korea, it's got its own feeling. I'm not, it's, it's, it's definitely very clean and, and all Asian countries are clean. I found the ones that I have been to, all of them give great customer service. All of them usually have a variety of excellent cuisine to choose from. But yes, there's something about Singapore from the moment you land in the airport, because the airport is phenomenal. It's literally one of my favorite airports in the world. Really? Yeah, it's incredible. That's awesome. And you get this feeling as soon as you land. And then that combined with the fact that once you go into the city and you look around at this incredible, I posted a picture on my Instagram uh, at Bruce Buffer UFC on Instagram. And it's, if you take a look at it. The hotel I took a picture of was across from the hotel I was staying at, which was a basically four- to five-star hotel that was phenomenal, Mm. uh, the Oriental uh, Mandarin Hotel. And the hotel that I took the picture of was the one we stayed at last time that's like 60 stories with the boat on top of it that's mounted on three different tiers, three different towers. The architecture is unbelievable. Sounds like it. when you look out the window – you know, the, the huge Ferris wheel. Every It's just as far as the eye can see. I would think that if you're even training to be an architect, you should go to Singapore and just study the architecture. It's phenomenal. It's kind of like looking at Abu Dhabi or, right. or Dubai, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it does have a certain feeling about it, most definitely. I'm not saying it's the best, better than any other Asian country. Right. But and,
0: yeah, that's not and, what anybody has really said to me either. Yeah. They're just saying, like, it's just different. You haven't ex- if, if you haven't experienced Singapore, there's still places you need to go, even if you've seen most of Asia.
1: Absolutely, without question.
0: Without question. That's cool. Uh,
1: So, now leading that into the show, I want to tell you something. Yeah. I saw Donald Cerrone twice before the fight once when I checked in, and then after he weighed in. Something was wrong. Mm -hmm. I could tell he wasn't the cowboy, right? Right. Now, he was walking into the Octagon on Saturday night, but then it came out the next day that he almost called and canceled his fight. Uh, called Dana and canceled his fight, which, you know, would be a long shot for Cerrone to ever do with the heart of the warrior he has. Right. I I
0: heard that rumor actually leading up to the fight a couple days before that he wasn't in the greatest uh, of positions. And um, when when he weighed in and everything, I was like, okay, well, it must have gotten better, but apparently not.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Being the warrior he is, he pulled it together. He got out in the octagon. He fought a five-round fight. A uh, very tough fight against you know Rocky Edwards, Leon. Yep. And uh, very entertaining. I thought it was a very exciting night of action. The females brought it as they always do, and uh, capped off into the Cerrone Edwards fight, which was just uh, just a, a show of force.
0: Let Let me and, ask you this because I I do believe so. Yes, but I want to know in your eyes, do you think that Donald Cerrone is a UFC Hall of Famer?
1: Absolutely, I do.
0: I think you'll find some argument about that, maybe some contention. I know he holds some statistical uh, facts about like stoppages, and and he he leads many um, number uh, categories. You know, most this, most that for the division. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he he lacks that no brain sort of entry into the UFC Hall of Fame, which is a, a world title reign, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Donald Cerrone is on that same path that Michael Bisping was on uh, prior to Bisping capturing the UFC's middleweight title because a lot of people were talking about Bisping, you know, possibly being done before he beat Luke Rockhold and had the epic fight with Dan Henderson and and you know uh, but but to me Donald Cerrone and Michael Bisping are both UFC Hall of Famers and it has nothing to do with the fact that Bisping won a UFC title. I think Cerrone belongs in there based on what he's done in victory and in defeat. Okay, I agree, but also let me put an
1: uh, an addition onto your uh, explanation of theory. You don't have to be, in my opinion, and I think you're saying the same thing, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be a world champion to be in the Hall of Fame of the UFC. right, Or any Hall of Fame. Any Hall of Fame. You have to be a true role model warrior dedicated to the sport in every aspect possible. You have to be great. You have to be great. Now, Donald Cerrone, over the last few years... As have other fighters, but mm-hmm. in Donald Cerrone's case, this man has stepped up. Right. To save a card. Yep. To save an event. Uh, the phone call comes in. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Right. Let me get out of the you know the ranch. Let me get off the boat. Let me get into the octagon. So yep. you know this is this is a true UFC fighter and who who probably has more fights. I'd say uh, probably in the top two percent of yeah.
0: having the most fights ever in the octagon, w- without a doubt. And and that goes back to those. Uh, statistical categories that I said he is leading on quantity uh, uh, alone. Also, too, with Donald Cerrone, I hate to say this because I think this is part of the reason why he is a Hall of Famer, but also a big reason why he lacks that UFC uh, championship is the guy will not say no to a fight, even when it is against his detriment. There were some really big fights where he could have gotten a title fight had he won just this one match. And if you look at it, more often than not, those fights that he lost would be the third, fourth, sometimes even like close to fifth fight uh, of a calendar year or within the last 12 to 16 months. This guy fought all of the time. And I think you know, you can point to the fact that he was so active into why he lost some of those matchups. Now, Donald would probably never do that. His trainers would probably not do that. But the the fact is when you are overworked, overtrained, overutilized, you don't perform the best. I think you can point to those maybe well, that, being some of the stumbles that he had in his career, but the same reason that he, you know, fought those fights for the same reason he's so great because he will step up on any given night. That's if you
1: take that whole dissertation you just made. Yeah. And you don't put Cerrone in it, right? And you cross out Cerrone, and you put Bisbing in it, right? You're saying the same thing about each fighter who you started with, which is all more reason why they got in. Right. Bisbing got crowned a champion towards the end, right? But that was the way he was fighting. And there's guys in boxing as well as MMA that never go on to be a champion, although Bisbing did, right? But everybody has to go through, right, to get to the championship, and that's what Bisbing is, and right. that's what Cerrone is, right. and been captured the gold. Yeah, I,
0: Cerrone's I, still an active fighter. You yeah. never know. Yeah, We can't say never. Ex- exactly. And and who knows? I mean, the, the way that the, the sport works, Donald Cerrone could pull off one more big win, and then, you know, someone slips on a banana peel, and he finds himself in, in a title fight. Uh, does he deserve Very... it, necessarily, from a sporting standpoint? It's hard to say he doesn't, because he's done so well for so long. Like, this guy is a world-class who can beat anybody on any uh, given night. And as the sport evolves, yeah. I think that he he definitely deserves a spot in, in that hall.
1: Exactly. He's at the same belt, the same mold of Chuck Liddell, Yeah. Yep. These are warriors. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Always great to see Donald. He was very surprised that I was there. I said, I got to be here. I missed your last one. I'm not going to miss this one. Right. Yeah.
0: After, yeah, Come I got to
1: be here. So that's it i want to thank uh king and bay my king and bay everybody go to instagram and and twitter check out at my king and bay for the beautiful white dinner jacket that they uh had made for me they made this for me the other year and i've only worn it twice i found it very appropriate to win it wear it in singapore again thank you so much everybody check out at my king and bay i will tell you right now tell them buff sent you doesn't matter where you're at in the united states if you want to be the classiest man in the room. If you want to have something unique that nobody else has and pick it out yourself and have it designed just for yourself, nobody else does it better than at My King of Bay. Check out my boys there. Tell them Buff sent you. Have a great time. Okay, now listen. Are we going to bring on uh, my buddy John Anna Because I've got to say something to him before the day's over.
0: Absolutely. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We can tell everyone uh, about your awesome voiceovers in the break, and we'll come back uh, with, with Mr. Anik. Sounds good to me.
1: time you asked for it and you got it at BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com.
0: It's time to begin! <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'll let him do it.
1: It's time! Now, back to the voice of MMA, Bruce Buffer. Let's go over some stuff on the week that was. A lot of things happened in the news. I want to cover some subject with you. One subject, you know, we had the situation... Um, this weekend, now, Sarah Sanders, uh, who is, you know, a White House uh, press secretary, is the White House press secretary. You know, she's very interesting. You know, Robert De Niro, about a month ago or three weeks ago, said that uh, he is going to refuse service if, uh, to Donald Trump if he ever, ever enters the restaurant's nobu. And, of course, that means that any uh, restaurant, any uh, uh, retail outlet can refuse service to anybody any time. But in the wake of the political climate and the political atmosphere during the Trump administration, things are happening that I've never seen happen before in the United States during my reign as a human being for 61 years, if that's the way I can put it. Um, Sarah Sanders was kicked out of a Virginia restaurant by the owner. This is the White House press secretary this weekend. And it was she was kicked out allegedly because she works for President Donald Trump. So she went to a restaurant about three hours outside of of Washington, D.C. called The Red Hen. Uh, which is known for its very unique types of meals. I have not eaten there. And it's in Lexington, Virginia. Uh, she came and she sat down. They they gave them some cheese plates. The owner got a phone call that she was there. She came over, uh, talked to uh, her directly outside, and politely asked her to leave, which immediately um, Sarah Sanders accepted the fact to leave. She picked up the cost of their cheese plates and whatever they had eaten that so far. And then she and her party left the restaurant. You know? I guess people have a, a reason to voice their opinions. Um, do you find this anything outrageous? Do you find this anything out of the ordinary? Or do you think it is just the right of the owner to service whoever they care to service?
0: Well, I mean, I guess it comes down to whether or not it's illegal. Can you it's refuse not, not the illegal. right? Then, then there's no real story. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, uh, I would be horribly upset if I was told to leave because of who I worked for. Uh, at any establishment, but, agree. uh, if at the end of the day, it's not illegal to refuse service to me for any reason that you find appropriate, then you're not doing anything wrong. And and my issue is with the law and not necessarily with the owner's, uh, opinion or, uh, you know, discretion. So it, well, it I, is think, list. I think it's
1: an incident that we can only observe and understand whether we agree with it or not. Right. But I am going to say, uh, whether you, uh, care like or dislike Sarah Sanders and the very tough job she has, especially with the current administration being the press secretary, answering the questions she has to answer every time she steps up to the dais, I'm going to commend her because I thought she handled it in a very classy way. Right. She didn't get be confrontational. And right. she observed the fact that it was the owner's uh, right as an owner of a business and politely left. So yeah, if you're this, in her this, this, shoes, you have,
0: if you're in her shoes and you don't feel like what they did was, was justifiable or they don't have any, uh, real reason to refuse you service don't give him any ammunition don't make a scene don't you know what I mean like take the high road and it sounds like that's what she did so uh kudos to her I don't know if Sam would be uh, all that uh cool with it if she was on the line with us like she was last week and we talked about this she would probably tell her to go to hell or whatever but uh you know the bottom line is uh she took the high road and, and that's what you need to do in situations like that if you if you feel like you're being unfairly treated uh don't freak out because all that is going to do is give fuel to the fire of people that believe you don't belong there.
1: Agreed. So it it is what it is. And we've explained it the best we can now running on to this, uh, another political story here. This is interesting. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, actually Arnold Schwarzenegger was not the first actor to run for political office. Um, because of course, Ronald Reagan was an actor who became president of the United States. Arnold Schwarzenegger based on his popularity and also his political viewpoint and his intelligence, which I mean sincerely, his intelligence, became the governor of California. Right, Donald Trump, the celebrity apprentice star uh, in the news media uh, celebrity, became president of the United States. Now, there's been other talk, and it was joked about in the last couple of weeks, and I don't know whether it's joked about, I kind of thought it was being joked about when I read about it, that Kim Kardashian basically stated never say never for her running for office. That scares the heck out of me. Okay, that being said, now it seems that anybody who's popular or wants to can run for office because that's the right of people in America. Dennis Hoff, the Nevada brothel owner of the Bunny Ranch, who just days ago ousted a Republican state lawmaker in a primary, he's working on new campaign themes as a Republican running for office in the state of Nevada for the 36th district in the state assembly. That is allowed and legally proper. Right. And I guess I'm getting a giggle out of it. Is he going to win?
0: That's the question, you know,
1: and well, you know what he's going to do? Obviously his first campaign would be, I would assume is to make prostitution legal, which we have no problem with here. On it's time radio. We've mentioned that before. Right. Um, but this is a man that's also been in the news for issues. In his own personal life. So it just goes to show that everybody can run for office no matter what. So wish him luck. Can't right. really say anything beyond
0: that. You, and we'll see how the local body is treated. You know, one thing that I will say about running for office is whether it's for a quote-unquote goof or whether it is something that people really just don't take all that serious uh, or you do it and you don't believe you're actually going to win, it is not a cheap thing to do. It costs a lot of money to get on any ballot, whether it's at the local level or whether it's at the highest level. And, um, you know, you, you have to take these things serious because there are a lot of people working very hard to ensure that he is on the ballot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, if you want to run for like state Congress, minimum $200,000 to be on the ballot. Minimum. Pretty much, no, it's, it's a big undertaking.
1: God knows what Trump uh, had to gather for his campaign, much less Hillary Clinton. It's just huge money.
0: Right. Huge money. But I mean, they and had the get, backings of like you know really well-established uh, strategists and of course, you know. Of course. Part, I don't I don't know uh, if 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 Dennis has that necessarily, but um, I hope he does for his sake.
1: Well, let's go on to another story. It's kind of kind of uh, interesting, kind of funny, kind of whatever you want to take it. But you know, Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump, the whole right. controversy that's out there. Stormy Daniels being an adult film star. Uh, you know, people trying to downplay her character because of all going on. We'll see how that whole thing's going to pan out. But it was just a couple weeks ago and we get back to Kim Kardashian who visited the White House and, and, uh, was, um, how do I say, uh, uh, what are the key reasons that the person was let out of jail? And pardon me if I forget her name, uh, that was pardoned yeah. by uh, president Trump. Yeah. So she was in the Oval Office and all that. Well, you know, it just came out. Kim Kardashian is a bit of a adult film star herself. Well, and we, that's not new news. Not new news, but now the news has came out and it's always been rumored. Joe Francis was supposedly the man who helped market that tape after it was done, you know, convinced her to take a public. She they claim he claims it made she's made four point five million dollars off her sex tape. That sounds like less than I thought. I thought it would have made a lot more, but still mm. four point five million is not a bad idea. And I think that I think that constitutes makes you an adult film star, does it not?
0: I mean, uh, if that, to me, what makes you a star in anything is whether or not that's what you're primarily known for. Uh, okay. Then that, then, then we can't call her an adult film star. Well, but she it, has definitely, made- it definitely helped her stardom rise. You know what I mean? Cause it's the same thing like Paris Hilton. I wouldn't call Paris Hilton an adult film star, but my God, I don't know many people that cared about her before it. You know what I mean? Well, if I'm not mistaken, both tapes amateur tapes
1: of both Paris and and Kim right. were released however they came to be released mm-hmm. weeks before the premiere of each of their individual tv shows
0: right how many people have just randomly stolen video cassettes from your household over the years buffer not many right because it doesn't happen doesn't happen it doesn't happen okay
1: well, you know my attitude. Never of film yourself. Not. Yeah, and yeah. If you do, watch it and burn it. Mission Impossible. Right. This tape will destroy in thirty seconds.
0: But <laughs> how many? How many people are just randomly grabbing video cassettes from people's houses to see if they're striking gold? You know what I mean? It doesn't happen.
1: It doesn't happen. You know, supposedly the Pamela Anderson tape, that the infamous tape mm-hmm. with her and uh, what's his name, the, Tommy the, Lee. The, Tommy Lee, the drummer, was supposedly allegedly stolen by workers of their house out of their house safe.
0: Yeah, of course, because mm-hmm. that needs to be the backstory and how you didn't actually release it and it's unauthorized and blah, 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 blah. And heck, maybe I'll even file a fake sort of lawsuit about it in court. Like, I'm sorry, man. I just it's like pro wrestling to me. I know the story. And if I want to enjoy the story, I'll suspend my disbelief. But as, okay. as as a man who understands how people get paid and how things work, I I don't I don't believe it. I I think it's all a bit.
1: Well, this story is uh, on Kim Kardashian is being run by the Daily Mail. Uh-huh. Okay, which is a UK publication. Right. That's where I got this information from. Are they a tabloid or are they like a legit publication?
0: You know, it's when,
1: it's actually a very entertaining uh I was just, you know, I've been in the UK twice in the last 5 weeks and it's a it's one of the more popular magazines there. There's the Sun. There's the Daily Mail. It covers all the news, but you know you read some pretty wild stories. Well, the Sun, a- the Sun is like the National Enquirer. Is the yeah, Daily yeah. Mail the same thing? No, the Daily Mail I think is more of a newspaper. So it's more grounded. It's more grounded. Got it. Right. But, but it does have that. It will get some outrageous stories. I guess there's maybe just a lot of outrageous stories that happen in the UK. I don't know, but it, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed reading it, but getting back to this. And again, I'm only going by what I'm reading here, folks. I'm not saying anything derogatory about Kim Kardashian. She's somebody who's achieved success hey. in, in, in many different areas in TV and retail sales.
0: I wish I had her that. bank
1: account. Well, of course. But now my point is again, uh, like you said, this is not what she's mainly known for. But you can be a star or a celebrity in different industries, and I would say that making—if it's true—four point five million dollars off a of tape that's released to you uh, in a compromising situation, which makes for an adult videotape, then that makes you a star of the adult film industry for one, one hey, tape.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if people are coming into, you know, these stores, uh, you know, when I when I was a kid, uh, uh, you know, we all knew where they were. We ne- we didn't get to go in them, but we all knew where they were. If people are going into those stores. Uh, to buy your tape, you're probably a star, whether you like yeah. it or not, you know?
1: Yeah, 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 I guess. I guess I'm going on and getting away from that now. Uh, this is interesting, okay? Um, I know that the one airline settled with the dog, the terrier mm. that died on the airline. I don't yeah. know what they settled for. Delta has now decided to ban as service animals on flights if it's any kind of pit bull type dog. Mm. Right. And I've always been one to say, I know pit bulls have a bad rap. I think it's the owners that make the dogs that way. But of course, you never know where the owner is walking on the plane with the dog, but they're banning any kind of pit bull type dogs or service dogs on their flights. It's a new policy. It doesn't define what it means though. It it just it's a, it's kind of an open statement when sure. you think about it. What constitutes a pit bull type dog and who makes the decision right. if that's a pit bull type dog? Right. Well, and the stems the stems, by the way, the stems from a June 2017 incident. And which your passenger was attacked by a 70-pound uh, dog on a flight, right? But the dog was a Labrador mix. It was not a pit bull-type dog.
0: But yeah. Now, if you look
1: at a Labrador, do you well, say because the head might look similar with short hair,
0: is that a, is this too wide
1: right. range well, of a decision
0: here? Can Can we just say this, and, and maybe you won't agree with me, I don't know, but the whole service animal craze, it is getting to be... Ludicrous, and and for me, I remember seeing service animals when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They were usually accompanying blind people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that anxiety or things like that aren't debilitating. They are, okay. When when you have issues, uh, PTSD, other things like that, if a service animal helps you, that's great. However, we have to rein this in and have service animals. Meet some criteria. And if I'm going on a plane and there's a 70 pound animal that is your service animal, I need to know why that that animal needs to be that big. Why can't you have uh, if it has to be a dog? Why can't it be a lap dog? Why can't it be a toy breed? You don't you you don't need a a dog that is 70 pounds to calm you down. I'm sorry my ignorance,
1: okay, because I'm not fully versed on right. what what is
0: the, what it takes to be a service dog. A class but and a okay. license. That's it. I'm serious. Okay. My, right, so my, now, my buddy's girlfriend okay. has their dogs that are toy breeds uh, certified as service animals because they just don't want to put them in the cargo hold. Neither right. of them okay. have any sort of issues whatsoever that require them to be on the plane with them other than they love their animals.
1: I, It's a battle for me because I'm an animal lover. And I understand the anxiety where they could, you know what it is? If I'm on a plane and my animal, my dog, let's say, right. Is down in the, in the cargo, wherever uh-huh. they put the animals. Yep. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have anxiety. Sure. Worried about my dog. Sure. So when maybe, you think maybe, about it, maybe you should really, let me finish. Let me yeah. finish. When you think about it. Does that mean that flying with my dog cures my anxiety if I have to fly with my dog because he's with me? And that's why he's with me, because he cures my anxiety. So the, the laws are the, have to be written in such a specific way because that alone constitutes relief of anxiety.
0: So I'm not this guy. I'm not generally the person that says, well, you just need to man up. But I'm sorry. This is one of those situations where I think we all just need to kind of get stronger. If you well, can't fly I, because you can't bring your dog with you then maybe you should drive. Yes. You
1: should drive or just make the proper decision that benefits both you and your dog, whatever that case might be. Me, I don't have a dog currently, but I am thinking that if I do, it would be along the lines of a German shepherd. And I don't know if I'm going to bring a hundred pound German shepherd on the play with me. I'll take care of him or I'll make that drive. You know, again, it's personal preference, it's personal choice, love of animals to many people, as we both know, uh, as their children, okay? it's yeah. a very it's a very um tender, sensitive subject, sure
0: I mean, we're both animal lovers. I love animals. and um not long ago, I was on a plane where there was a cat that was a service animal, and it it really caught my eye because the cat was running around the airline terminal on a leash and it walked and it it behaved so much like a dog. It was crazy. Um, but when we got on the plane, all that cat did was howl. And just meow, and it was not in a good situation. And at that point, I'm like, "Your your service animal, you're doing a disservice to your service animal. Like that that cat doesn't want to be in this situation. You know what I mean? Like th- this is yeah. a this is a bad thing. And like not only that, it's it's disrupting the passengers. It's disrupting. Uh, I mean, also too, I know people that are really allergic to to animals to dogs and cats. What do you think about an
1: airline that was, I don't know if it would make enough money, an airline, a first-class, really luxurious airline that charged correctly, that was specifically made for, for
0: people, uh,
1: animal owners and their animals to travel?
0: A limited, I just thought- yeah, limited destinations buff, I think it's a huge hit. Well, I, you know, I I can think of destinations like L.A. to Vegas. Sure, uh, you know,
1: like L.A. to New York. I agree, but I don't know if there'd be enough customers to keep the the uh, flight successful. But it's an interesting concept. Well,
0: if if you made it like a, like a JetBlue when JetBlue first started, like where every seat you have more room. Um, if it was a first sort of first class sort of luxury airline, to where you could actually get people interested in flying on it, uh, regardless of whether or not they were taking an animal with them. I think you could make a good amount of money if you I, were, you know, a, a pet friendly airline. Yeah. I got another idea. Yeah. Don't in let the them old all days, out here. Don't let them all out here. We gotta, no. we gotta put
1: some copyrights on these things. <laughs> well, this, you know, what they can go ahead and just hire me as a spokesperson. Perfect. There you uh, go. In the old days, there used to be a smoking section on the airplane. Right. right. Or yeah. you used to actually be allowed to smoke on right. the airplane, which, and I flew back then, and I'm, I'm trying to think back what it was like. It was, you know, that's crazy when you think. I think about it's horrible. It okay? I, had it's to horrible. be horrible. Well, just look at those little rooms in the airports with the people smoking, and well, envision that as an airplane.
0: Well, not so only now, that, what about, but it's a canned air thing, right? Like, like that air that isn't an airplane even now, without the smoke, is recycled, right? Like it, so it you're, you're recycling cancerous air. Ugh. So now, so now, what if
1: the rear section of the plane was designated for animals? Uh huh. And you had the fir- the rear ten rows of flights were your animal section, but. If it didn't sell out due to lack of people traveling with their service dogs and animals, if you as a, as a, as a, uh, a flight, uh, customer care, decide to fly in that section, you get a huge discount, right? From the normal price. Mm. If the flights, if the seats available, right? That way you have a section for the animals that spread throughout the, the place. You've got the first class that has there, the business class has there, and maybe it's just the last five or 10 rows, figuring out how many people actually do travel with animals. Maybe it's the last three rows. That's another way to maybe regulate a little bit so it's not so disturbing to some people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that there definitely needs to be a designated area. So you as a traveler, I know the last five or six rows on a plane, uh, there are likely going to be animals. So if I don't animals. like animals, I'm not gonna sit in that section. Um, I I like that. I mean, I'm not I'm not against animals traveling. Um I'm not either. I'm it, not either. It's just it shouldn't impede the enjoyment of, of people, Other around people on them. the plane. Right. And, and then you put the next five row for children.
1: No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's okay.
0: <laughs> what, is, there, you know, is there a difference between children and
1: animals? No. The animals were in the last five. And no, then the no, kids no, were the next no. Five. Yeah,
0: yes, yes. They they buffer. You are a parent. Stop, stop, stop. You're allowed you, to answer you, st- that. You're a parent. You, you still don't get what I'm saying. I'm, I'm making a joke that kids act like animals. Oh, I'm asking I you. Got, if Kids and animals, is there a difference? Then I got it, that. Yeah.
1: But in this PC world, oh, I'm gonna let you finish
0: and explain it, dude. So I'm the most <laughs> I'm the most PC person in the world. If, if you can't you gauge my car uh, sarcasm there, then I I don't, I don't know what to say. Sorry. Well, this this is not sarcasm. This goes into planes.
1: Also, sexual assaults on flights are increasing at a very alarming rate. Oh my gosh! And all I can say is, it's just like if if God forbid, as a female, you were accosted or assaulted in any way, just like in the real life, you just report it. Please don't keep it quiet. Report it. These people need to be caught, the people yeah. need to be dealt with, whether it's on the plane, whatever, because one of the things they mentioned in this in this report is that people are not reporting it. Right. So just like with the assault rate of and I, I'm so sorry, this horrific r- crime of rape, when they report so many have been assaulted because of what they reported, it's not the actual number. No, it's not. Because so many go unreported. Yeah. So if this if this ratio of assaults on flights, sexual assaults on flights is increasing. Believe me, if they say it's increasing at an alarming rate, that means it's really increasing at an alarming rate. So if anything happens, if you see anything, people, please report it. Yeah. Okay,
0: enough said. Because if you don't, you're empowering these people. That's wrong. You can't ignore it because it actually fuels their fire. You know what always blows me away? Cocaine has been a drug, a recreational drug,
1: popular from the days of Scarface with Al Pacino. Uh... The Miami, you know, cartels, right? The, the, the te- whatever the the word is, um, the, ah, God, the drug dealers. Okay, it's, it's been for <laughs> years, decades. Drug dealers, decades, decades, decades. The word drug dealer. I can't remember, right? I love it. Okay, so now it goes away. You don't hear about it, TJ. It's coming back. Yeah. The, the the purity and the availability of cocaine that's reaching Europe now. Yeah. Is it such pure and high levels creating and fueling massive amounts of rising addiction like increase of over 20 percent right the, the first time admissions to treatment facilities for people using cocaine mm-hmm. has increased 20 percent between 2014 2016 wow and now the cocaine where you would think of the old days it was pure it's now getting even pure really it's causing people to get it yeah that's what the, that's what they're claiming here Is, so does
0: that does that lead for like more overdose or anything like that if it's more pure if it's like stronger
1: absolutely
0: if you even as a layman Uh uh-huh
1: right if you see cocaine when it's when it's cut cocaine is notorious if you watch the movies and you just read about it when you get pure cocaine they Mm -hmm. cut it and the reason they cut it is to increase the amount so they can make the most money possible out Uh, of it yeah so if you go and do a few lines or whatever you're modus operandi is as a as a as a cocaine user and you do like a half a gram or whatever of stuff that's been cut if you did and my layman thinking about this if you did it it was pure Mm -hmm. you're gonna die. i would think the chances of you dying of an overdose got what else you're putting in your body that time or much heavier yeah i would think so
0: yeah Yeah, it's it's gotta it's gotta be because you think that your entire time your entire usage has been you need this much you need more than that and then you actually get the good stuff and it's like you did that normal amount that you normally do but it's That's not yeah yeah of course
1: it's like and you're watching the movies when somebody dies of a, her- a heroin overdose because they got what they quote call a hot load right you know, it's, it's i i would think that relates to this too now another recreational situation legally speaking but kind of a, a bummer if you're a bourbon drinker this is crazy nine thousand stack but you know they they they, they actually uh, age bourbon in barrels, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's a brand out there called 1792 Bourbon. They right. have a building, okay, they have a building in Kentucky which holds 20,000 barrels. They were having a wall repaired. Oh, right? no. The wall collapsed, and I'm not laughing because it's tragic when you think about it because a lot goes into this, right? And 9,000 stacked bourbon barrels plummeted to the ground. Oh, my God. So that they they lost basically almost half their inventory of the age barrels of bourbon for their product.
0: Right. Right.
1: That's, that's horrible as a company.
0: Yeah. Well, when you think about it too, like when you, when you get an old bottle of wine, um, you know, depending on how old it is, like you, you can't make up for that unless there was, you know, reserves put up. So if, if half of a, I mean, that that's going to drive their, their price of that certain, you know, batch up the ones that did survive because it's just, you know, you, you can't make up for that. You can't go back in time and make sure you make more. So that's, that's crazy. Well, you would think so. Would think and so. no one was hurt in all of that.
1: No, not reportedly nobody was hurt. And I hope none of the barrels had the word notorious on them. Oh, it's geez. Man. Oh man. <laughs> uh, just a lot of broken hearts. I think maybe a lot, a lot of broken hearts.
0: Anyway, uh, speaking of broken heart, you know, did you ever watch Melrose Place? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit uh, before my time. I wasn't necessarily uh, quite old enough to enjoy it. But, I mean, I remember it being on, you know, things like that when I was a kid, for sure.
1: One of the hot stars out of that, one of the sex symbols of the times, was Heather Lockley, right? Yep. Man, she's been going through some rough times. It just got reported. just came over to the news today. She was arrested for attacking a police officer. Oh, no. Yeah, she's uh, been booked. Um, she's out of jail now. She's on her way to a hospital where she'll voluntarily check herself in for alcohol abuse as well as mental health issues. Well, she's had a few of these things happen in the last uh, number of years. Um, but, you know,
0: it's, it's fall from grace. Yeah, so well, at least, she, at least she's hopefully getting the help that she needs. I hope, I hope she does. I hope she does. She What's was beautiful. Like? I mean, I don't know what she looks like now, and it really doesn't matter. But like, she, was, she was someone that was just absolutely gorgeous uh, yeah. in her time.
1: Yeah, just that that bright smile, everything else. Uh, let's go over to a little bit of sports action here. Uh, actually, before that, because maybe we'll get John on in time for
0: that. But the uh, I just movie- got some unfortunate news. Mr. Anik is not going to be able to join us.
1: Okay, well, everybody listening, I want to congratulate John Anik and his beautiful wife Chrissy on the birth of their third child, in addition to their two beautiful daughters. Uh, Hunter Anik was born uh, just the other day. And, uh, that's why I was bringing John on. I want to congratulate him. The man who is a father to two beautiful daughters is now the father to a son. Yep. And it's so cool. John is just one of my favorite human beings, uh, in life, both as a friend and as a work associate and his wife is just wonderful and just a great family. And he's a great dad. I'm so happy for him. And that's why we're going to bring him on the show. Everybody. We wanted to
0: congratulate John on the show. But you know his- what, you know, what makes him a great dad? The fact that he unfortunately had to call in and, and cancel with us because you exactly. know, you got to do what you got to do uh by the way his uh son's name you put it out on twitter hunter j Annick. you mentioned hunter already that's a great name but the middle name j a y uh that is my son's middle name as well so uh that's a, that's a solid name i love it very cool it's a great name it's yeah. just you know what it is
1: it's a strong it is name. yeah yeah strong definitely. name May your child like the Gotham. May your child be a strong child. <laughs> right. <laughs> Got it. All right. Congratulations, John. Congratulations, Christy. And congratulations, Hunter. I love doing those baby, birth the baby uh, voiceovers at BruceBuffer.com. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm going to do one special for John.
0: Yeah, Get and yours please. today, by the way. BruceBuffer.com.
1: Check it out. It's there. Yeah. Okay. Now, TJ, I talk about it all the time. Mm. I'm I'm tired of it. It's affecting. It's going to go on, but it's getting worse. the The class factor is diminishing in sports so much. Right now, we're going into a sport of tennis. Okay, I know there was the McEnroe's and the Connors, and the fingers flew and the words flew. Right, but is taking a water bottle and simulating a sexual act with the bottle imitating, as it says here, a certain member of his body as you're performing at the Queens Club Championships? Is that proper? for the sport of tennis, this much is, less
0: any other sport? Right, this is a rhetorical question. Of course not. No. No. Um, no. And, and my question is, is this being done because you know, in the back of your mind, if you're doing it, all right, this is going to go viral. Like, I'm going to be remembered for this. Maybe I can get uh, some extra shine. I don't know. Like, th- there needs to and be more consequences for this, Bruce. That's the problem. There are no real consequences, well, no blasting consequences. This is
1: true. And this is where I want to point out. And again, if you think those thoughts that you just mentioned, then sorry. Anybody that thinks those thoughts, people, even if I know you, then you're an a-hole. Okay? (laughs) Right. Enough said. This guy's name, tennis star's name, is Nick Kyrgios. Mm K-Y-R-G-I-O-S. Pardon me if I didn't say it correctly. But I will say one thing. That they did fine him $17,500 for his act. Now, that's probably a drop in the bucket considering the money that a professional tennis player makes. But he was fined. Uh, and good. And he was also fined earlier this year. Obviously, this guy's trying to, you know, get, like you said, be relevant. He's 23 years old. Right. He was fined earlier this year for yelling profanity at a fan. Mm, come on, He was man. fined in 2015 for yelling sexual comments at opponents. Stan Wawrinka. Okay? A-hole. Dude. I A-hole mean, of the week. A-hole.
0: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about this, too, with me. Um, if you really want to hurt him in the heart and and make him change Beat his him. attitude— well, n- n- not not that. Just if you're the Tennis Association, suspend him from events because the fine is yeah. great. Like you said, it's a drop in the bucket. But if drop you keep him bucket. out of a tournament where he can't make the the prize money, where if he's a sponsored athlete, he won't be able to cash in on some of the sponsorships because he won't be seen. Like, that's what you need to do. I, I'm sorry. Like, $17,000 to you and I, That I, I mean, that, that's a good amount of money. It, it is a good amount of money. Absolutely, but but it it's not enough money to curb this behavior in the future. Yep, and and even when it does hurt, I mean, I don't mean to pick on John Jones, but we know what John Jones has been, you know, caught up in over the years. He has lost millions, millions of of dollars, tens of millions, tens of millions. You know, I'm I'm not saying that he hasn't changed yet. You know, we we only are as good as whenever the last time we made a mistake, but. Uh, you know, John, unfortunately, has been in some precarious situations despite being, uh, you know, punished, whether it be by not being able to compete or not being able to to make money several times. And it hasn't changed things. So uh, you, you need to make it sting. Well, I'm with you. And uh, Nick uh, Kurgios, if I'm saying his name
1: correctly, has made the uh, It's Time Radio A-Hole list of the week. So.
0: Yeah, but also, also at the end of the day, Buff, we're saying his name. And like you say, publicity. Good or bad, just spell my name right. We can't it's even just, say his name right, but, you know.
1: It's just horrible how, I mean, I look at the TMZ articles or other places similar, and just just the people trying to be relevant for doing just the unclassiest, if not illegal, if not just despicable. Right.
0: I mean, it just, it just makes well, me sick. you've said it. This guy, granted, he's famous for other things, but is he really? Like, right now, he's famous for being famous. He's not famous for his tennis ability. He's not famous for anything other than being a baby. He's famous for three things:
1: yelling sexual comments at a fellow male player, right? Yelling profanity during a match at a fan in attendance, right? And now simulating a sexual act with a plastic water bottle. If that's the way you want to go down in history as your legacy, go for it, my man. Hey, but you know what? You're never going to be a guest on this show. Next, uh, next up, uh, I watched the uh, the HBO. Uh, football show, what is it? The hard knocks. Is hard knocks. I, yeah. I really love that show, and they focused on um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one season. And mm-hmm. I was really admired Jameis uh, Winston's, uh, you know, as a as a person, and everything. I'm not saying that I don't still do, but he's another one. He has now been suspended. Um, the NFL has made a serious commitment, uh, you know, in this situation. And when I'm reading this correctly, uh, he is going to be suspension is another hindrance. He's been arrested. Bear with me for a second. No worries. Don't no It just came through. Uh, this is yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a
0: problem when you're doing a live broadcast and uh, you get handed yeah. something late in the game, you know, you want to read it, but it's like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't
1: want to, I don't want to bore the audience on this, but um, anyway, he's going to miss some games. And this is one of the finer quarterbacks in the, in the, uh,
0: in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, bottom line is if you're a starting quarterback, you are the backbone of your team, uh, yep. whether you like it or not. And if you are missing, any time, for any reason, it sets that offense back uh, by leaps and bounds. And um, also, too, in the NFL, if they have success without him, don't expect him just to come back and, and, and fit in that spot again. You know what I mean? You well, I hear- uh, you don't want to mess with that if you don't have to.
1: Right. Here's what's going to happen. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking at uh, a situation here where Winston is facing a three-game suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy mm. uh, because he was accused in 2016 of groping an uber driver and that's the situation (sighs) that stems from that and that's what he's getting the potential three game suspension for right yeah well so that that, happened two years ago yeah 2016
0: did did the allegation just come in or why does it take no no this was this was
1: a story back then it's just something that's taken time that's all i can tell you wow um yeah that's interesting so, uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. There was another situation involving a potential. He was not charged in a 2012 sexual assault that raised a lot of questions. Uh, oh, he's had some. Okay, we'll see how this develops. All right, next up, uh, the Roseanne Barr show, which which got a rating of 20. Yeah, and then Roseanne huge. Barr, yeah, huge, and and you know, then she made her comments on Twitter uh, ABC killed the show. Yep. The show was so successful though mm-hmm. that they have announced the Roseanne spinoff without Roseanne. They're bringing back right. the show. They're going to call it the Connors, mm-hmm. uh, with all the people that are cast in the show. I'm happy for them that they haven't lost their jobs. Right. Uh, Roseanne Barr is supposedly devastated. She publicly stated, there's no excuse. She doesn't excuse what she did. Um, she claims she was impaired as the reason for her explanation, she horribly regrets it. Right. She's lost, she's lost everything. Uh, She regretted it before when she lost everything and she's willing to accept whatever consequences. Well, those consequences from that in this very heavily PC world that we live in today is that the show is coming
0: back under a different name without Roseanne. Well, here's my question. Obviously there are consequences. She lost the show. She's not on the show. Mm -hmm. Did she own any bit of that show? And if so, Is she getting a kickback or royalty or anything from this spinoff show? Because clearly it's, it's based off the show that she was on. If she owned a part of that, I got to imagine there's some sort of check that's going to be thrown her way, whether it's what she was making before, of course not, probably not, but I'm wondering if she's still profiting one way or another from this in the end.
1: And I would have to say that uh, that is a question. The attorneys are dibble dabbling and digging deeply into because, it does make total sense. Right. And usually in the case of a very successful show, even if you were not an owner or shall we say a producer on that show for right. which you receive extra monies, based on the success, especially after the third season, you usually do get some portion thereof. Yeah, You know, if you if you negotiate correctly through your your uh, representatives.
0: I, I, so a very interesting question. And I'm sure they'll come out on the news. And, and one thing I'm curious too is if that were, yes, if, if you as the consumer found out that Roseanne was getting money and you were offended by what, Roseanne did and said and how she handled it is that less likely to make you watch the show because she would be getting money do you know what I mean would would you would you have to boycott that as well because you know in your heart of hearts that she's still profiting from this in the end one way or the other
1: you know if you feel that serious about the situation in fact you do that much that's a righteous decision you can make and a moral decision you make
0: on your own yeah so I'm I wondering don't... if the network is worried about that if that is the case could, uh, you could, know clearly not if I they're going forward with it. So
1: I don't think so. Because it gets back to what we've been talking about throughout the show. The relevancy that people say relevant for, the popularity that occurred through all the stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, it's gonna fuel the fire. And right. you know what? They'll find out real quick, and like every TV show that's released, if the TV show doesn't produce the numbers, what do they do? Right. They cancel it. Right. But okay.
0: also also, too, like even if, if Roseanne is getting a kickback, like part of you also feels like, well yeah, maybe she's making money, but think about all those other people that potentially could have lost their jobs. Otherwise, they don't deserve to lose their job because Roseanne's dumb. Maybe that's the trade-off. Maybe that's the justification for you if you do enjoy the show and you want to continue watching.
1: It's a very rightful justification. I'm very happy to see that because that's the first thing that occurred to me is all the people that are losing their jobs.
0: Well, I'm sure sure there are minorities involved uh, in that cast and, and, and crew and you know the the people that make that show really work, uh, the the idea that r- what Roseanne did, it, it's bad. it's It's really reprehensible and unforgivable in a lot of ways. But uh, I'm sure that not everyone in that show feels the same way, impaired or not, that Roseanne did when she she posted that stuff on Twitter. so they they shouldn't be held to the the same flame, you know. I agree. I'm just
1: happy to see that they're all going to get new scripts with a different title and the same paycheck, if not more. So good for them. Yep. I like seeing people successful, being staying and being happy. Yep. Uh, with that note, I'm going to do the same thing this week, TJ. I've been on quite a trek, traveling like crazy, loving every bit of thing I'm traveling for and while I'm doing what I'm doing. But it's a little vacation time for me. I've got July 3rd. I've got to go into Vegas. Mm. I just don't have the two UFCs. I've got a big arm wrestling event on July 4th and the World Series of Beer Pong on July 8th after UFC 226. i got a big corporate event on Monday. I'm looking forward to the whole week of work. I need some time for Bruce. So I am going to go away this week to a secluded spot. I'm not going to tell anybody where I'm at. And I'm going to have a very wonderful, relaxing three days of little me time which I need very badly. I'm so doing I'm the same thing. I'm doing the same for thing you. with my Good family. Yeah.
0: It's my son's uh, seventh birthday officially. And we're going to go uh, enjoy that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great.
1: Well, I can tell you right now, I'm going to be on a beautiful beach with beautiful ocean and everything beautiful around me. And we'll leave it at that. I'm looking forward to relaxing. And with that being said, TJ, I wish you a great trip. Everybody out there, uh, let's hear if TJ's got anything to tell us before we go. Go, TJ, go. Uh,
0: Well, at the top of the show, we mentioned um, the Eddie Bravo Invitational. If you missed it, really fun show. You can check it out. It is archived now on UFC Fight Pass. Um, You can follow me on Twitter, at TJ DeSantis. He's at Bruce Buffer. We're both on Instagram, uh, TJ DeSantis. He's at Bruce Buffer UFC. Uh, getting ready for that crazy International Fight Week buffer, uh, I think it'll be a little bit of rest and relaxation for the both of us because while I won't be on the ground with you, uh, there are a lot of big things coming up the MMA Pike here in the month of July and uh, I'm excited to uh, you know do my little piece of it uh, in the MMA side of things and, and, and the reporting and the, the radio shows and excited to see you do work uh, from the Octagon and uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's going to be great,
1: and and you all the best to you and everything You Have a great vacation with the family. I'm looking forward to Vegas. I'm looking forward to Hamburg. I'm looking forward to Calgary, and I'm looking forward to my hood in Los Angeles on August 4th. So lots coming up here. Uh, everybody, um, thank you for all the email and the reviews and the comments on my book. When I posted a couple of the bufferisms from my book, It's Time, recently on Instagram and Twitter, uh, people want to know where they came from. Those are in my book, which I want to just tell everybody I posted today also about the fact that it's not available in the stores anymore. You can go to BruceBuffer.com, go to the book page, click on the link that will take you to the Amazon.com page or go directly to Amazon.com's page for my book, It's Time, under my name, Bruce Buffer, if you would care to read it. I'm honored by those that have. I appreciate it sincerely very much. And if you do choose to read it, enjoy the read, folks. I put my heart into that book for sure. Um, With that being said, I wish everybody... All the best of the week coming up. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Pick your path. When you step on that path, there's only one thing you can do in life by educating yourself about what you're about to take that path for. And that's be the best you can be and do the best job you can do. That's what it's all about, folks, because then you'll be winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. It's time to win. Talk to you next week. Bye for The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com.
0: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at safeway.com.